0: Hey, Dr. Bill here. So a lot of people ask, what is LEAP? LEAP is an entrepreneurship program for high school and college students aged 15 to 25 that we've taught at UCLA for the last 16 years. What do we teach? We teach students skills to be successful in life. And the coolest thing about LEAP is that I've asked so many of my celebrity patients and business leaders to come and help, and they do. We've had Mark Wahlberg, Paula Abdul, Michael Strahan, Kathy Bates, Anthony Hopkins, Apollo Ono, Eric Garcetti, Jason Alexander. I mean, I could go on and on and on. And these people come and share the secrets of their success with our LEAP students. Typically, we get about 500 to 550 students every summer, and we literally pack them with so much information. It's like drinking from a fire hose. And one of the parts that the students love most is when we bring in these mentors. So we started this Meet the Mentor series because we didn't want this to just be a one and done week. We wanted to do it throughout the year and continue to give these students great information from great mentors to teach them how to do businesses in every field you could ever imagine. I am super excited to introduce you to my friend Eric. We actually met on Instagram. So, okay, I'm not going to lie. One of my goals in life has been to be on the cover of Men's Health. I have been so close, and this year I'm turning 65, and I thought, okay, I'm going to do it this year. So I watch a lot of fitness guys to kind of get an idea as to what the competition is. Okay, he beats me. It's not really a competition, but he's also not 65. He's like one-third my age. So let me introduce you to my friend Eric Gilmett. He is an American actor and model known for his connection with the camera in both industries, where he portrays a variety of looks and character types. He's originally from Massachusetts and has been working full time as a model and actor in LA for almost four years. He's worked on several supporting roles, the most notable on Cheers drama Murder, which is set to release on the Lifetime Movie Channel in the next couple of months, right? He also has plenty of commercial success, playing a lead in the international spot for Strauss, a German-based workwear company, who just premiered the commercial during the European broadcast of the Super Bowl. He's also had a plethora of music videos and experience in lead roles with Halsey and Five Seconds of Summer and some of the other groups that you might all know. Actually, all of these are me. Eric has established himself as a romance novel cover with over 140 romance novel covers to date. He literally is the next Fabio. And I love Fabio, he's my patient and friend, but Eric, you're giving him a run for his money. Eric is well recognized for his fit body, which has been a driving force for his acting and modeling career for many years. Let's go crush this workout in three, two, one, go. He built a strong social media relationship with his followers who love and care for his creative content, genuine ethos, and refreshing positive vibe. He's also a poet and travel junkie, having been to 36 countries so far and going to a bunch more in the near future. Eric, thank you for coming. Thanks so right you always dreamed of being a model, right?
1: No, no. not at all. <laughs> I, uh, I ended up here and I'm happy to be here. But I, I got to ask, wh- why are you following me for fitness advice? I think you're winning. I've seen you without your shirt on, and uh, no, dude, I'm going to give him the nod. 65? Yeah, Boy, that's 65 this yeah. year.
0: But no, I mean, you really were going to go into business and finance, right?
1: Yeah, I went to school for mathematics and economics and minored in finance and computer science. Uh, I was a good student, graduated summa cum laude, was supposed to go work on Wall Street, and uh, loved it. Didn't. Yeah. And uh, instead, I, I took a chance on myself. I started traveling the world, started experimenting, figuring out who I am, what my gift is, what I have to offer, offer this world. And it brought me here to Southern California. And I don't see myself ever looking back and turning around. So, yeah.
0: And, you know, a lot of model actors really, really struggle. But pretty much from the second you got into the industry... It's been nonstop.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's been, I'm very lucky. I, I know that I'm blessed in the in my life and all the opportunities I have. I mean, I get to meet amazing people like you and it just leads one thing to another. And I got here right before the pandemic, probably five months before the pan- pandemic hit and we shut down. And that time was super beneficial because I was able to establish myself as a model, you know, doing fashion, lifestyle, beauty, all that stuff. Before the pandemic hit and the world went quiet, and even during the pandemic, I was extremely busy. I started making a career for myself very early on, and uh, you know everything works out and happens for a reason, and I'm
0: living proof of that. So one of the things that's a little bit unique is your agency. You know, like I thought, oh, you'd be with like LA Models or like one of these really big ones but you have a very small kind of niche agency, which I think is working to your advantage, and maybe you can talk about that a little.
1: Yeah, that's a good, that's a a great point. You know, I've been with some bigger agencies. Um, You know, at this point I have about 13 agencies across the, the world that represent me for modeling and acting and stuff, and I've been with the big ones. And the big ones, for the most part, I don't wanna speak poorly of them, but a lot of times you kind of get lost in the numbers of it, whereas I found boutique agencies where I have a direct relationship with my agent they know my skill set. They know what to submit me for. They know they know me. They don't just know what I look like and what I'm able to do. They know what I actually like to do. And so then they're able to get me better roles because they actually have a relationship with me. So
0: that, that's that been beneficial for me. Okay, now the romance novel thing. How can you be in love with 130 different women? Oh, it's
1: <laughs> it's not that hard. I mean, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, so that was, you know, I talk about finding yourself and finding your niche and all that, that was an opportunity that presented itself to me. And you've said these exact words to me, and, and I d- didn't forget it. When you get an opportunity for something, don't take it. Master it. You said that to me at dinner probably, I don't know, six, eight months ago. I have no idea. And that has also been a little bit of my mantra before meeting you, but it also was how I got into the romance novel industry, a photographer who shoots romance novel covers, he was like, hey, you know, you have a great look. I think you would do great with romance novel modeling. And I'm like, I have no idea what that is, but sure. And I started, and he told me about it. I looked up some romance novel covers and I tried to understand like what you're trying to achieve by doing it. And I did my homework, I showed up and we sold like 12 covers in our first shoot. And then he was like, dude, you're good at this. And I was like, all right, so let's uh, let's see how it goes. And then I it became my hustle. And now I am more, known for my romance novel
0: covers than anything else so. that that's amazing I, I we've never talked about this but when did you first start doing runway uh
1: runway was just something that just kind of came uh, involved it was just part of it you know i someone asked me hey can you walk for this designer can you walk for whatever and i was like sure and, and I did. And I'm not trying to brand myself as a runway model. You know, I, I know that I can do it, but it's not my well, it's not my uh, bread so, and butter. But
0: I have a question. Did anybody, like, ever kind of really teach you, like, how to walk? No. Or you just went out there and did it? I mean, this is going to be on, what, YouTube?
1: People yeah. are going to be able to watch this on yeah. YouTube? Look at YouTube, guys. If you want to learn how to do something, it's so easy. Just look it up. And, and I did that. And you can do that for any any aspect of... Your wife, if you, if you don't know how to change a tire, YouTube it. Okay. And, and it's called being resourceful. So,
0: so I didn't have YouTube because I'm like five times your age. Um, but when I was working in Switzerland as a dentist, uh, the woman that I went to Europe with got hired to do runway modeling. Mm-hmm. right? So I went to one of her shows and I guess the next show they were doing was swimwear. And her booker looked at me and said, have you ever done runway? I'm like, "Uh, what, what? (laughs) She goes, like, she's like, I'm looking at the guys in our repertoire. And, like, none of them look, like, that good in bathing suits. And you're pretty athletic looking. Would you do runway? Well, we didn't have YouTube. I'm like, I don't even know how. She literally stood with me and showed me how to walk and do it. And I was petrified. And the thing that was the funniest was when I went there, so I was doing swimwear. Well, so were the women, Mm -hmm. right? So there were only two guys and there were 15 women. So we show up and, you know, they have the rack and I have my four bathing suits. I'm like, well, where's the changing room? She goes, what do you mean changing room? Yeah, no. I'm like, wait, what? There
1: is no changing room. There's no changing
0: room. (laughs) I'm like, wait, I'm changing here in front of these 15, like beautiful, women. they go, yeah yeah <laughs> so like, good luck yeah
1: there's no changing room you're like this is the best day of my life but also like this is terrifying because I'm in front of everyone nude yeah and, and I have two points off of what you just said number one I had a very similar experience uh, it wasn't over you you said you're in Switzerland it wasn't yeah. in Switzerland it was here in Los Angeles I walked for a Filipino fashion show that was celebrating all the Filipino fashion designers in Hollywood it was 13 women and me and I was the only guy and I had to model wearing heels and to that point, I had never worn heels. Now, I'm used to the being naked and everyone changing and there's no changing room, but I had to learn how to walk in heels like 45 minutes before the show. So I'm up there walking around, my feet are hurting, like my toes hurt, all of it, miserable. But uh, I ended up being a great show, it was a lot of fun, and uh, you know, a lot of my, my great connections in this industry are Filipino, so I have a close ties with all the Filipino designers out here. But my second point I wanted to make is, you didn't have YouTube, right? And most of the things that I, I do in my life, I don't, Necessarily need to YouTube. I might have the intuition just in me, and that's the big thing is you probably believed in yourself that, all right, I can do this. And that belief of being confident and knowing that you can do anything, if you just put your mind to it, that, that is the biggest driving force. So if, if someone gives you a tough task, just be confident in yourself that you can figure it out.
0: All right All right, Let, let's go back to the beginning. I mean, let's say you know, I'm a student, I'm watching this, and I think, you know. I could do this. I, you know, I could model. I, 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 I think I have the wherewithal. Where do you even start?
1: Uh, where to start is why. Why do you want to do this? If you know, there's going to be someone that's going to come up to you in a mall and they're going to be like, you know, they're. I think you should become a model. And you're like, okay. Well, why do I want to do that? And if you say, you know, I coach a lot of models as well. And if they, if they come to me, they're like, oh, I heard it's a great way to make money or whatever. I'm like, that's not a good enough reason to do this because it is a great way to make money if you become successful. It's a horrible way to make money if you are just struggling and you don't have the drive for it. All so right. now, I'm fi- number one, figure out why you like it. Like I've learned very early on, I love being in front of the camera. I love being creative. I love being able to just create something that isn't necessarily me all the time and use that creative side of my brain because I have that logic-based background, right? I have a degree in math and all that stuff. I have logic in me and I strip that all away when I go model or act because I don't need to use logic. I get to be a free version of myself. So if you're if you're at home and you're thinking, hey, I wanna be a model, see if you'll even like being in front of the camera before you actually decide, hey, I wanna be a model.
0: But it's not even about like, do you like being in front of the camera? Are you st- st- I had a really funny conversation with a a patient of mine who was just in last week. And she started modeling when she was 18. And her career never really took off. She was, you know, your standard run-of-the-mill model. And the thing she said she hated most about it was that she was like always going to the gym, Always watching what she was eating and she just felt like it it just was controlling her life and at a certain point she said you know what I I, I don't want to do this anymore Mm -hmm. and she kind of just started doing some other things and you know she stopped working out she said and now she's like this famous plus-size model like she didn't make it as like the model that she thought she was going to be, but she just kind of like grew into her own thing. And her agency called her up and said, hey, we've been watching you on social media. And, you know, we think there's a real market for your look. She goes, really? (laughs) They said, yeah. And all of a sudden, boom, she's like, she has the biggest career she's ever
1: had. She found her niche. I mean, that's really what it is, is, you know, my niche. I mean, I have many niches and sub niches, but my niche has become romance novel covers. And when I started modeling, I didn't even know that was an industry, right? When she started modeling, I'm sure she didn't think of herself as a plus-size model.
0: Well, and, she wasn't. She was right. a stick.
1: Exactly. And and it sounds like she was a little miserable with the process. Right. And and that's another thing that, that's worth mentioning is you need to find enjoyment in the day-to-day of it. Otherwise, you will not make it. Because if you're just in this for the end goal of like, oh, I'm going to you know after starving myself for weeks and weeks and whatever I'm gonna book that Calvin Klein ad or whatever it's not gonna you're the end goal won't even feel that great once you get there because you're gonna achieve it you're gonna have a moment of success and it's gonna be fleeting and then you're gonna be like well now what because I just made myself miserable and I didn't actually enjoy the process but once you actually start enjoying the process that's when things come to you and you wear that everywhere you go like my I'm very self-aware of who I am and the the energy I give off. I know I'm a positive person. I know I have this happy glow about me, and that carries into every person I meet. And then jobs just—I don't want to say they fall into my lap, but a lot of them come out of thin air because right. of me just being me. Versus if I was miserable and starving myself, and I was like, "This world sucks," and you know, whatever, no jobs going to come to me. And and Not look at us right now—we're talking here right yeah. now because you you know you met me and you liked me as a person,
0: yeah—and that's yeah. what drove this. So. I know, you know, you've had a lot of success in modeling. I know your real love is to transition into, you know, film and TV and acting. How do you plan to do that?
1: So uh, it's still a work in progress. Um, I've done five films so far. The one that that you mentioned in my introduction, Cheer, Drama, Murder, that one I'm in a supporting role. And that's pretty much an all-female cast. Um, So I'm the, the first male on it, which is great. So any scene that I'm in, I stand out. But what's great is I've learned along the way what I what I'm really supposed to be doing within the industry in in terms of film and TV. I learned the role that I want to play, and now I have this knowledge that that is helping guide my career now. And you know, I took acting classes. I still take acting classes. I work with an acting coach. I I practice. I do all these things that I'm creating. uh, one, One of my friends, he's a. He's a director, assistant director. He, he's an amazing person, and he, he gave me this uh, this metaphor talking about a bag of potato chips. And a lot of actors, they will create an amazing outside bag of potato of the potato chips. It's very you know it's beautiful. They might have the perfect headshots, they might have a great reel, they might have a great agent. Like they look so stunning on the outside, and then you go inside of that bag of potato chips and you take a bite of the chip, right? And you're like oh, it's just, it's just a standard potato chip. It's like, way, it's like everything else that exists out there. Well, once you actually start crafting the inside of the potato chip, like what that actual inside of that bag represents, the substance, actually knowing what you're good at, you know, how to portray yourself, how to be charismatic, how to be a character, then you work on the outside bag to sell it and to brand it. That's the path that I'm now more so taking because I know my outside is pretty enticing to begin with, but actually, making it better is making a better potato chip.
0: Got it. What would you say has been your biggest challenge in the whole, you know, modeling acting profession?
1: Modeling, I don't say I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't say that I've had that many challenges that I feel have limited me at all. Um, acting, I sucked when I started. I was miserable. I was not good. I had to peel away the layers of trying to look perfect and look good all the time, and always be, you know, a model, because there is such a difference between a model and an actor. So for me, then, I, I, I was humbled by, by myself, and by acting coaches, and just by everything else. I realized, I was like, I need to actually put some work into this, and really figure out how to not be myself when I'm acting. And, and so that was my biggest challenge, is actually going through the process of becoming a better actor
0: i i think one of the things that a lot of model actors always struggle with is you know the rejection you know how do you deal with that because i know i know that's hard you know i mean even anthony hopkins you know he comes in and uh, he hates to be called anthony by the way you have to call him tony i'm like tony how are you he goes oh doc i'm unemployed again (laughs) i'm like dude you're like one of the most famous actors in the world. Yeah. I mean, you're unemployed for what, three seconds. But I mean, it's a feeling. Even guys like Anthony Hopkins, when they finish a job, they're like, "Ugh, I'm not working.
1: Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so what's great is I am rejected more than I'm not. And most actors and models are rejected to the point that it actually drives them to the point that they don't actually end up pursuing that career. Drives Uh, them to drink. Yeah, drives them to drink and drives them to not do this, this job. And what's great is I, since I have modeling and I have that established base, it's okay if I don't get an acting role because I also love what I do outside of acting. Most actors, again, like you said, I, I, I started and I was immediately, I don't want to say immediately successful, but I immediately started making really good uh, progress. I never had to work as a waiter, I never had right. to work as a bartender here, and a lot of that can be a little quote-unquote miserable for actors.
0: But you, I think one of the things that you were really fortunate with is that you found this, this niche. Uh, I, I have a really funny story. So I started doing voiceovers, right, and I signed with ICM. They were the biggest voiceover agency at the time. So they basically had me in two categories. Um, my voice is called "real guy" voice. I, I don't know how they come up with that, but that's what I am. I'm real, real guy, guy voice. Right? I love that. So, if if there was an audition for real guy, you know, I would go in as real guy, and I almost never got the job. Like almost never. My other niche was Doctor Bill, the dentist. So whenever they needed a dentist. I always got the job because I'm the only dentist with a SAC card, mm, that's right? So funny. But the crazy thing is I, when I would go in for real guy stuff, it was scale. You know, I get, when I went in for Dr. Bill stuff, my agent would negotiate these crazy things. And the only reason that I could do that was because I had created a niche. And, you know, I was very, very fortunate when I started my career as a dentist. One of my very early patients was a woman named Sue Hartzler, who I went to high school with. And she came in and offered to barter for dentistry. Uh, She needed a lot of work. I'm like, well, what do you do? She says, I'm a publicist. I'm like, why do I need that? She goes, oh, you do. I'll build your business. Well, I didn't really believe her. But on the other hand, I kind of felt bad because she had so much work she needed done. So I did it. The smartest mistake I ever made in my life You know, I mean, within a month or two, she got me in L.A. Magazine, which was huge. She got me like on all these things, the home show. I mean, I went on TV. I mean, it just started this whole thing. And the more exposure I got, I realized this is really great, not just for educating the public, but bringing patients in. And then the home run, of course, was extreme makeover. Right. Because for the first time in history, dentistry is on TV prime time prime time TV at night on Thursday nights and you know, this is before there were all these millions of, you know, cable networks. 20 shows. Yeah, yeah. we had millions and millions and millions of viewers. Yeah. And my company, Discus Dental, exploded because I got to show people what Zoom did. You know, yeah. Zoom whitening. It was it was pretty amazing. Yeah, and
1: you found your niche. You You made a brand for yourself is what you did. Like, I'm sure that after, from that point on, any person you met, you might you might not have tried to force this into conversation, but somehow, in some way, shape, and form, it came out that you were you know one of the top cosmetic dentists in the world, and that that became part of your brand of what you wore. The same thing uh, I, I can say for myself. I don't ever force it into conversation. Oh yeah, I'm a book cover model. I've I've been on 140 romance novel covers, but in some way, shape, and form, that comes up. I mean, you know, by natural conversation, and that's my brand. I walk around with that. And like you said. Finding your niche and finding what you're actually good at and what you're going to walk around with you, make sure that you like what that is. is all right.
0: Good? So because this is all about leap, yeah. you took a huge leap of faith. I mean, you basically dropped this career in New York and went to Australia with what, 8000 bucks?
1: Yeah, I didn't have much in my pocket. So I, uh, I was supposed to go work on Wall Street. My, my girlfriend at the time was finishing up school in Kansas. Uh you know, middle of nowhere, no offense. Um, and, uh, <laughs> and I hopped on a plane, went out there, was with her for a few months. And then once she was ready to go, uh, we dropped everything and went over there. Uh, she had just graduated. So she didn't really have, you know, a whole bunch of money. And I had graduated and was paying student debt off and all this. And I went over there and I was like, look, I, I knew that I was going to be okay, no matter what I did. And that was Well, what did
0: you thing. do there? Just travel? Or? I,
1: I was there, I was living in, uh, Gold Coast, Australia. I was, uh, working as a, as a barista bartender pretty much living a pretty simple life. But then I also built an online fitness coaching business for me to carry with me. And when I did that, that, that I was smart enough to then be like, okay, I don't need to be in Kansas doing this. I don't need to be in the States. I can, I can go see the world. I can go actually be cultured and and get some life experience to take me wherever I'm supposed to actually fricking go. And yeah, I took that leap. And again, it it took knowing that I was going to be okay. If I didn't have the self belief and self confidence, it would have been a total flop.
0: Crazy. Yeah. Okay, so your modeling career is kind of on, you know, autopilot. I mean, it's just going. You're doing what you're doing. You're trying to build your acting career. Um, what's next for Eric? So the immediate
1: next is I'm going to Australia in a couple of days to go sign at Rare. It's a, one of the biggest conventions for romance novels in the world. And I'm signing for an author out there, uh, Lexi Foss, who's bringing me out. I'm on a bunch of her covers. So I'll be signing for three days there. Sydney? Uh, Melbourne. Melbourne. And um, and I'll be signing and then shooting for book cover while I'm over there. And then, again, it's really about opportunity and creating opportunity for yourself. I then was like, well, I'm going to be in that part of the world. I should try and book some other work while I'm here. So I talked to an agent in Singapore. I talked to one in Dubai. I talked to one in South Korea. And I then started connecting the dots. I'm like, well, I'm going to be over there. Like, why don't we set something up while I'm there? So now after that, that time, I'll be traveling for about four and a half, five weeks through the areas, meeting with different agencies, shooting out there, and then also having some fun. It's, 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 a, it's always a balance. It's always a ba- balance of pleasure and work, and finding that balance is different
0: for every person. All right, so i want to go back to this because I asked you, but I really want to get into detail. If if I'm a student watching this and I'm super, super serious about becoming a model. I got it, figure out the why, then what? You just call agencies and say, hey, will you meet me? Like, how does that, how does that whole thing start? Well, the path is different for every person,
1: right? And that's another thing to do is like, what worked for me isn't necessarily gonna work for person X. And some people are gonna get discovered and their agency is gonna sign them and they're gonna immediately start working big fashion campaigns or, you know, commercial acting for Apple or whatever. From for me, what I coach people on is I'm like, look, you need to create a portfolio for yourself. You need to get in front of the camera. You need to shoot. You need to be able to have all these looks to be able to package and then show agencies what you look like, what you can do, and then sign with agencies and work. But even still, I told you at the beginning, I have 13 agents all over the place. You know, I have a manager, I have a publicist, I have all this stuff. I still book about 80% of the work for myself without an agent because that's the nature of the industry now is people will go to you through Instagram or they'll see you somewhere, and they'll reach out to you via, you know, email, and you have to be able to be an entrepreneur. You
0: can't just be a model and everything's just going to come and fall in my lap. Right. No, you definitely have to do that. Um, I know, you know, before my agent moved, I was at LA Models for almost fifteen years. I was in the commercial division, but I know that in the modeling division, they had open calls periodically i don't know every two weeks or something you know and i and i think that that's still something that some agencies do where you don't even have to walk in with a portfolio or anything you can just walk in and meet them yeah and then if they like you they'll set you up with some photographers to do test shoots and things like that
1: absolutely and then that is an opportunity that still exists a lot of agencies still have open calls some of them do it via zoom just because of you know covid and all that stuff but uh yeah you can you can walk into a place but Again, it's also you don't want to walk in somewhere with little confidence that you're going to be good at what you're doing. You know, you want to walk in somewhere knowing that if you if you get the opportunity, you're going to master it, right? And if you walk into that room and you're shy and naive and green and don't know anything about the industry, number one an agent can also sign you up for a full exclusivity contract that you can't get get out of for 3 years they could completely take over your career, right? Right, But you have, so do your homework, make sure that you're well-educated on what room you're walking into,
0: who, who you potentially are meeting with, and just knowing what you have to offer. Actually, I learned a little bit about this. Agents can't sign you to binding contracts, managers can. Mm, yes. So you can literally break an agent's contract. That's easy, but not a manager. And a lot of young models don't know that, and they think, oh, I'll just get a manager, and then, they don't like the manager and they're stuck. So be careful what you sign. Um, My advice is really don't ever sign anything until you actually have a lawyer or somebody look over it because you could really be doing yourself harm.
1: Yeah, it's, it's, again, most people in this world are not out to get you, but just like any person you might come across, there's a few bad eggs and they can try and take advantage of you and, and, you know, some sign a contract that says that you're gonna give them twenty percent plus another twenty percent plus well, you're gonna pay for all your expenses and all this stuff and then it becomes to the point that I mean look at Hollywood a lot of Hollywood is like at the end of the day that that person who is quote unquote making eight million for a role or whatever at the end of the day is walking away with like one million because so many people are, are feeding hands. from yeah. that you know yeah. so definitely be careful do your homework and um You know, use your intuition. If it feels good, if it feels right, it's probably a good thing to do.
0: All right, pie in the sky question. If you could wave a magic wand and say, this is where I want my career to be, like next year, what's that gonna look like?
1: For my modeling career, if you could wave a, a, a wand, I would really love to be known as the most famous book cover model. Uh, that exists. And How far are you away from Fabio's record? He's got like like over four hundred something. I have one forty, and so I got a ways to go. Okay, um, I'm
0: gonna write a novel. Yeah, I, <laughs> hey, write a
1: novel and make it a you know a Wall Street Journal, New York Times bestseller, all, all the right. above, and and that's a, I've been on some really big covers, and, and it's been great. But I, I from a modeling side, I love doing that. I know I'm good at it, and it's actually still a challenge for me to try and. Come up with new things. It's not like I'm just doing the same thing every time. Well,
0: you're 260 away.
1: Yeah, so we okay. got we got a little <laughs> a little work to do. So in that end, that uh, in terms of acting, I would really love to become a recurring role uh, lead for you know a TV series or a sitcom or something. And I wanted to fit what my skill set is. And I'm not going to talk about that too much here. But most of the people that are watching would be like, oh, he's probably this. He could play this great love. Romance, you know, guy, and I don't want to be that at all. Hey, for acting, I want to be the bad guy. I want to be the the murderer. I want to be the serial killer. <laughs> I want to be the bad guy because it's so unassuming. It's so not obvious, and and I'm actually really good at it too. Like you, have you watched that? Yes. You, a Penn Badgerly. if Penn Badgerly is like, hey, I want
0: to, I want someone else to take over my role, sign me up. <laughs> that's that's for Eric. Yeah. It's got your name on it. Yeah. All right. Yeah. All right. Well, Eric, listen, I'm glad that you're so local. I definitely would love to have you come to LEAP this year and talk to students. I think they'd get a kick out of you and your whole career and all that. And um, by the way, please go to our website, leapfoundation.com. Dr. Bill, over and out.